The Rick Jensen Show on AM 1150 and 101.7 FM WDEL. Sam Chick, businessman, Republican, Dover, has put together a website called DelawareLandScam.com. DelawareLandScam.com. And he has laid out his case claiming that there is corruption from the governor's office as well as a, uh, an attorney and developer, uh, John uh, Pardee, and, uh, and perhaps involving uh, his state senator brother, Trey Pardee, as well, where in the state of Delaware back in 2008 bought this piece of land for like you know $2.78 million, and then 10 years later sold for $275,000, to uh, to party and his his organization, that's ten cents on the dollar, of the purchase price, no public notice, no auction, to a well connected insider, John Party and and Sam Chick's on the phone right now because I've been reading this and looking at this and I I don't know it seems to be a lot more nuanced to, to me uh, Sam but go ahead um, thanks for being on and, and lay out uh, why you feel it. This is insider cronyism, and it needs to be revealed. Hey, Rick, I'm happy to answer any questions. Um, what, one of the things that's important to note here is that everything on the website, DelawareLandScam.com, everything is sourced. These are publicly available documents. These are previous media reports, and these are documents from a FOIA request that I initiated back on December 10th, 2019, and they sent me a few documents in April. They sent me a few more documents in September. And then literally this morning, they just sent me the last of the documents that I requested. Now going on, what is this, 10 months later? Uh-huh. Um, so this is, uh, you know, I was trying to get this story out. Uh, I was try- I've been trying to get this story out for a while. It just needed to be published. Well, the thing is, Sam, I mean, it is, you know, you've done a fine job of laying out your argument here because it is complicated. It is. It is. This is. And it's important to note that it is not. It's not just about that this land was sold under the money. It's not just about that this land was sold against Delaware Code without public notice or public auction. It's it's also about the fact that the state center brother introduced this tax subsidy and there's previous questions going back all the way to 2013 about favoritism and how the interchange there was placed and was moved up in priority. Uh, I, I mean, this, there's ongoing questions here. Frankly, the thing just stinks, and we need answers. We need an investigation into this. At the very minimum, this land sale, it was an illegal transaction. It needs to be invalidated at a very minimum. I'm willing to give the department the benefit of the doubt that maybe – they thought that they were following legal procedures with what they were doing. It looks to me like they wanted this deal for some reason. They wanted this deal to happen so bad that they, they've done things that they shouldn't have done, and they uh, willfully ignored the, what the actual law was. Well, Sam, didn't they originally buy this land here for the Route 1 development area? Yeah, so this was, it was originally bought for the corridor access program, so in 2008. Now, the, so the original developer of that land who purchased it in 2004, 2005, they had a plan to put a gas station and commercial complex there. They knew at that time the department already told them, hey, we are not going to give you, route one, you know, commercial Route 1 access for this. Right. So there were, there were, you know, there were, these were residential lots originally. 
Um, so there is residential access. There could be homes there. But the department said at that time, hey, you know, you want to put a commercial complex here, you need another solution. They came forward and said, well, either you buy the, you know, you buy the land from us through the quarter access program, or our other option is we'll give up part of the frontage for a dedicated right-of-way for an access road that would run down and then go to the adjoining road across some state land. Okay, so, so there's not going to be any, any direct, there's not going to be exit ramps or entrance ramps uh, on this parcel. Now, and, and as I'm looking at the map, uh, it shows that um, this parcel directly abuts Route 1, okay? No exit ramp, no entrance ramp is allowed, that's it. There's land yeah. owned uh, to the north as well as to the east and to the south of it that's owned by uh, other people. Is that right? Yes, to the to the west of it. To the, I'm and sorry, to, to the, the west. east would be yeah. To the east would be Route One, and then, but across from that, there's a farmer who's lived there for 50 years. I mean, if this thing had went up for public auction like it should have went up, there there could have been many interested people who would have bid on this, including commercial developers who would have to take that uh, route, the access yeah. road route that the 2005 2006 developer was talking about. Maybe the farmer across the street would have said, "Hey, look." I don't want my quality of life to change. I'm going to buy that land I've been staring at for 50 years. Just so oh, I maybe. I mean, these are all there. these are all maybes. However, and here's the way I look at this thing: is I, I don't know. You know, um, I, I I do give this this program uh, as as a platform for many people, Democrats, Republicans, and when they see something they feel is wrong. But but I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, well, wait a second. The state deemed that they were going to use this for Route 1. They didn't need this this particular parcel of land, so it's just sitting there. And um, there are others around it that own the land, that own land around it. So it looks like by itself it's a pretty lousy investment. And the state deemed this to be excess land. Now, we can get into that a little bit because I, I mm -hmm. suspect you have a, um, a, a different opinion than what the state of Delaware said. So the state of Delaware said, look, this is excess land, and we have somebody who wants to buy it. Nobody else has said they want to buy it. So a party and uh, JMER properties and MSK and all these guys, uh, they say, well, okay, we're going to add this to parcels of land we already own around it to create a complex that'll have stores and a hotel and, and things like that. So they got a heck of a deal on the thing, but the state of Delaware bought it to use as part of the Route 1 project. It wasn't going anywhere. Nobody wanted it. That's what they knew. It's excess land. So, yeah, they got a they got a heck of a deal on the darn thing. But now maybe I'm missing something, but I don't see anything hinky or, or illegal about this, especially if it's deemed to be excess land and nobody else wanted it. Okay. Well, so what is what actually occurred that was illegal? And uh, this is I. This is what I believe. This is what my legal counsel believes. We have sent uh, questions to DelDOT, which they say they're going to give an answer back to us next week. Uh, mm -hmm. So this is Title 17, Section 137B3. It requires that when land is up for sale. Now this hinges on what's called minimal utility, which is what the department alleges. Completely disagreed. The land had access. There would have been multiple people interested in that had it went up for auction as required by that section of code. Okay, you it think, doesn't matter so? that they say, well, it, it's most likely that this, you know, Jay Moore property, John Party here is going to want this land. Well, then he has to bid for it yeah. against other people. This is, how, this is the process, and the reason we have this process is because many times in the past, 
state land and public lands have been abused and there have been insider deals where they've been given secretly, you know, for a song. There's a well-known land deal down in Milford right on Route 1, just down the road like this under the Ruth Ann Minner administration. Oh, yes, I remember um, that. Yes, that was a weasel deal. Yeah, yeah. It is. And, and that's something also to remember that in 2008, when this purchase was made for $2.8 million, that was under that same regime. I think they got us coming and going on this one. Now, don't get me wrong. $2.8 million, the purchase price, $275,000, the sale price. That's not right. It definitely should have been discounted for multiple reasons. But even the state appraisal came in at three eighty dollars to $440,000. And that was already taking into account all of the various reasons to discount that land. And yet we still sold it less for less than the appraised value. Yeah, so even if it was like four hundred grand, they got it for two seventy five. They got a sweet deal here. So, so, but I'm I'm reading, uh, you know, from Dell Dot, for example, and and what C R McLeod had said about this, uh, saying, look, yes, the uh, the agency bought this land in advance of the construction of an overpass in uh, That's South Frederica. Correct. They bought it for the quarter access program. Had nothing to do with overpass. Okay, and uh, and the interchange was eventually built without using those parcels anyway. So uh, they said, yes, it is excess, and no one else expressed an interest in this. So that's why they opted to sell the land, as opposed to being responsible for the maintenance of the land. And this way, Kent County also gets some tax revenue. The maintenance of the land. They're worried about cutting the grass. Uh, I tell you what, Rick, so they say that nobody else was interested. Number one, they didn't ask any of the people in the development next door if they were interested. They They asked the builder who owned mm-hmm. the Homeowners Association at that time, but they didn't ask any of the 15 people whose houses backed up to that land. Didn't mm-hmm. ask any of them. Also, now, do you know this? Did you go, did you go and, Sam, did you go and talk to them and ask them this? I have, them? I have been talking to them, and we have people who will sign on to a lawsuit when we figure out how we can bring a taxpayer abuse to Really? To so, so you have Absolutely. residents there whose land abuts this parcel, and they're ready to sign on to a lawsuit? They're ready to sign on to a lawsuit. Like I said, at the very minimum, this sale needs to be invalidated. So mm-hmm. we're not going to let them get away with this. So that right now I have retained an attorney at my own expense. We're waiting for answers. We're trying to figure out the, how we can have standing. You know, it's, it's a, frankly above my pay, pay grade. This is lawyer stuff. Um, yeah, because I'm, I'm wondering yeah, now, there's, there's uh, Sam, are you, are you involved? We have to have some kind yeah. of remedy. Now, it's, and I'm, I'm curious to know, uh, you have a lot of knowledge of this. I mean, you involved in real estate, real estate investment? No, I am not. I am not. Okay. Um, when, to, just to go back briefly, they said they asked the adjoining landowners. There's an email that shows that they withheld information from one of the adjoining landowners on what his options were. And if he had been, and really read the email, it's, it's fairly damning. Uh, if he had been given that option, he may not have signed that letter saying I have no interest. Yeah, there's also another lawsuit, too. Uh, the John Party is, is suing Dell Dot in Chancery on the behalf of this Jamer Corporation, the Jamer Properties you're talking about, uh, and he's saying that the agency uh, improperly, wrongly approved an entrance for a nearby property, denying one to his clients. So apparently they want an, a, uh, an entrance, and I, I guess an access road is not good enough uh, because I know you've talked about, well, you could do an access road, but apparently that's not something they want. Yeah, it, it's it, and that is kind of funny, too, because now he, he got this land 
well, on the cheap from the Carney administration, you know, on the cheap. And, you know, like I, I think there's something else that's going on there. But he got the land on the cheap, and now he turns around and he's suing the state to get access. Mm-hmm. I, I find that laughable. I, I, uh, that's what they call that, chutzpah. Got a lot of <laughs> yeah, All right, so um, so explain again why you think this is Ill- illegal, because Del Dot is making the argument that, you know, it's not illegal. It was excess land, uh, something that that, that no yeah, one else could use un- unless you combined it with other properties. These guys have the other properties, and they want to mm-hmm. build shopping and things like that there. But minimal utility. So you mentioned this phrase. What does that mean? So that's basically saying that the land is of no use is of no possible use to anyone else. Okay, uh-huh. it doesn't have utility, and it's just not true. Like I said, at, at a minimum, somebody could have built a home there. Okay, maybe well, it, that's what yeah. was there previously. Maybe the adjoining landowner, if he had the full information, would have bought it. Maybe the development, maybe the residents in that development would have said, you know what, let's go ahead and buy that land for our homeowners association, so we have uh, open space right behind us. You so, never but, know, but and they, I'm not but they were not approached. Would have happened. Yeah, it could have happened, but nobody approached because they didn't have the option. Right? How can we possibly know? So, what is the law, uh, to your knowledge, when it comes to excess land like that? And they're saying it was excess land; nobody else wanted it, so we sold it uh, to these these guys. There's a multi-step process. First, they have to, if it's been purchased within five years, they have to offer it back to the uh, the people that they bought it from. So that didn't apply. No, no, it's been more than five years, right? Yeah, it's been more than five years. So that step didn't apply. And then there's uh, – so as long as the – you know, they say upon determination of minimal independent utility, which is, you know, the department says they had that determination, we claim they did not. And, in fact, if you look at the memo that they're citing to determine minimal independent utility, nowhere in there does it state that finding. What it does say is that the highest and best use of this land – would probably be to adjoin it with Jamer. Yeah. Just the, but the fact that that's the highest and best use does not mean that there are not other uses in there. And in fact, three of the five criteria cited in the memo are contrary to those assertions. They're saying that there is other utility for it. So what does the law actually say about this in addition to that? The law says if the land does not have minimal independent use, that means that it would be of interest to, you know, more than one person. Okay, so you guys are going to go to Chancery Court? Is that where you go to Chancery Court with this thing? Uh, I think that's I think that's the, that's the route we're looking. Yeah. Um, one of the problems is because so much time has elapsed, there's, a, there's, a, there's certain restrictions there. But uh, we think that because, you know, we, it's, this was a secret transaction. Nobody knew about this. I put in a FOIA. As soon as I found out about it, I did title searches. Uh, as soon as I found out about it, I put in a FOIA request to get the information so we can figure out what we're doing here. And they took 10 months to get the information back. So we think we have, uh, we think we can overcome that. Um, so we'll see. But again, at, you know, at a minimum, this needs to be investigated and we need to find out, you know, they, they violated the law. Why did they violate the law? Is there other information there that's being withheld? There were text messages between the Secretary of Transportation and John Pardee negotiating the transaction. Today, the department told me, oh, we don't have those text messages anymore because of the amount of time they haven't been retained. That was 22 months ago. 
I made so the for, request for how, for those for how long uh, is there any requirement for them to to maintain uh, these the, communications? That is the question. I immediately replied back with that very question, Rick. Um, that was this why, morning, why, so I don't have this, any more information on that for you there. So, Sam, you know, I know you've been doing this for over a year or so, and I'm wondering, what's your motivation? I, I Just taxpayer abuse. This thing stinks. We have a corruption problem in Delaware. These aren't the only people taking advantage of the system to enrich themselves. We need to a big, bright spotlight on this stuff and get it out of our government. It really is. It's disgusting. It's shameful. They, these guys ought to be ashamed of themselves. They're caught. They know they're caught. And uh, well, you know, it's just, like, and what, by, by the way, I'll put really a call in. I'll put a call on to John. I'll put a call on John Party and, and ask sure. him about this as well. Get get his take as well. Um, but it, quite honestly, what you're really talking about here is Governor Carney more than anything else. Because you know, if a if a business owner uh, can can work out some kind of arrangement or deal uh, to either um, to to improve their own business, they're going to do that, right? And so the sure, the only ones breaking any laws here, I think, would be those in Del Dot, right? I would say that they did not follow the proper law in yeah. making the sale. Otherwise, the appear, you know, uh, other than Dot, the appearance of impropriety yeah. and the actual existing conflict of interest from the tax subsidy legislation that Trey Party passed, that's significant. He was almost put under an ethics investigation because of that tax subsidy. Right, he uh, had so to... He had, I think he pulled the did he pull the legislation that he did. yeah he that would have allowed Kent County. I'm sorry, go right ahead. Yeah, it, it's so the uh, the tax still exists. They can implement it if they want to, but it took away. So for those who don't know, we didn't talk about this earlier. So six months after John Party bought this land, his brother Trey Party introduces a three percent tax on all hotel hotels and motels in Kent County. With the stipulation that all of that money be directed towards the Delaware Turf Sports Complex, which is adjacent to his brother's land, by subsidizing that thing to the tune of between one and two million dollars is how much tax revenue would be flooding into that. That would make it wildly successful. In turn, making all the land around there incredibly valuable. It I have was a question. Already valuable because of the interchange in the sports complex with a tax subsidy on top of that. I mean, it really would have uh, increased the value quite a bit. I have a question from a listener who uh, texted this in and not on the air. Uh, is it true, or do you know, if there are children and relatives of state reps and senators working at Delaware Turf? Uh, let's see. So I know that they do have, so when they set up, when they set up nonprofits like this, I mean, it, this is not a public park. Again, you can't just take your kids there. Um, but it's it's good for the community. It's a sports thing. They have some representatives on the board, and then I believe that there's somebody coaching there too who's related. Okay, uh, go to DelawareLandScam.com. DelawareLandScam.com, and, uh, and yeah, Delaware. Everything is sourced. Check it out. Also, next Friday, October 23rd at 12 noon, there's a rally against corruption. Right in Wilmington, Trolley Square. Please join us. All right, and make sure you give me a call to remind me of that as well. And uh, Sam Chick lays out to his accusations here quite thoroughly, and I will be contacting John Pardee to get his take as well. 
because I I think what's going to happen, and this is my take, is it's going to it'll go to court. And Del Dot will make their argument. You'll make yours, and 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 I think they have enough of an argument uh, to to win this thing. But uh, but but I don't know. I mean, we've seen things like this happen before, and it, it is uh, let's just say odiferous. <laughs> I, put it that way. I agree with yes, you. Yes, it's I, odiferous. You know, there's smoke. There's a we'll lot see. of smoke coming out of here, yeah. Rick. All right, uh, Sam Chick. Appreciate the call, man. Thanks, and we'll get this on the podcast page at WDEL. Thanks for having me on, sir. All right, uh, thank you.